702. Masterclass. Masterclass time. And if you're wondering, it's not chiropractic. I kept checking. Is it chiropractic? Is it chiropractic? Because chiropractic sounds like an adjective that we should be using to describe. That lady looks so chiropractic. Her neck looks loose. <laughs> Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Levo, and thank you so much for inviting me to be with you this afternoon and educate our listeners on what chiropractic is all about. Yes, and and, and I'm quite um, excited because I used to have thoughts about what it's all about until I started going and um, then started introducing other people to it. But I'll, I'll tell you my very first impressions of seeing what it is, I thought this looks like a very Jean-Claude Van Damme situation happening and um, might you accidentally kill me? Oh. But I'm wondering <laughs> what are some of the, the misconceptions you, 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 you hear or have been asked? So I think uh, first and foremost, the most common one is that a chiropractor only treats your back. Yes. Um, you know, people come to us generally with neck pain or low back pain because they think that's the only thing we can treat. Yes. Until we educate them on the fact that we treat any joints in the body, mm. you know, people only come to us with neck and back pain. And the, the awareness around chiropractic is definitely increasing and we are starting to see a lot more of the other, the, the other joints in practice. Mm. But we are specialists in Neuro, we are neuromusculoskeletal specialists, which means we deal with all the nerves, muscles, and mm. joints of the body. And I think uh, I'm, I'm glad you're sharing that because I also was of that belief. And sometimes what I learned, I'm um, taking my mother, is sometimes your back pain is because of something that actually doesn't have to do with your back at all. 100%, definitely. And that's the thing with chiropractic is it's a holistic approach to healthcare yes. in order for us to use diagnostic techniques to see what the cause is it's about finding the root cause and treating the root cause yes. so sometimes the, the pain that you're feeling or the numbness that you're feeling in your leg i might not even touch your leg it yes. might not even be coming from your leg it could be coming from your low back so it's really important for us to have a, a, a clinical relevance to look at the patients and have a patient-centered approach every patient is different yes take a great full history understand the patient's lifestyle you know what they do on a day-to-day -day basis how they sit at their desk how they sleep what sport they do to be able to try and solve the puzzle mm. and see what what the cause is so i'm already i'm already seeing messages coming in on the whatsapp line <laughs> i thought it's a good opportunity to start with this one yes and yeah. and we can use also your answer to talk to us about what it takes what your journey was that you followed to become a chiropractor but the question says chiropractors are not doctors why do they call themselves doctors so maybe help us and educate us on that one so chiropractors are given the doctor title because of our registration mm. and we are registered with when you qualify, you register with three boards which are compulsory. The first is the Allied Health um, Professionals Council of South Africa. Secondly, the Chiropractic Association of South Africa. Mm. And then the Board of Healthcare Funders. And they're the ones that give us a practice number, which enables patients or people coming to see us to claim the treatment costs back from their medical aid. Mm. So it's not that we have a doctorate, just like a dentist or a veterinarian yes. doesn't have a doctorate. It's purely... The title given based on our registration. 
um, um, I feel, do you feel, and maybe share with me, me being outside of the medical fraternity, is there some beef and like hierarchy and views with one another where some medical professionals look down on others because, well, I got a doctor this way. Like, is there that energy that happens? I don't believe so. Yes. Um, it's very important in the medical field to have an interdisciplinary approach. Mm. So to be able to look at your patient and say, this is not for me. Mm. I need to refer you to somebody else. For example, chiropractors are not trained in rehab. We are not there for post-traumatic rehab, whether let's, it's surgery let's, let's or... Let's detail, yes, what we mean by rehabilitation. Yeah, so, so we provide context for all, uh, uh, for all of us. 100%. Rehabilitation, we're not referring to... You know, substance abuse. We're yes. talking rehabilitation in the form of post-traumatic event. Yes, whether it's a surgery or uh, you know you've fall- fallen and bro- uh, broken or sprained your ankle, the chiropractor is there to deal with the pain mm. um, and any decreased movements in the joint. That is our primary focus: is to regain movements in a joint. And thereafter, a physiotherapist is great for helping you with rehabilitation. Mm. They are trained to help with rehabilitation. You won't find a chiropractor helping somebody in hospital post-surgery. You will find a physiotherapist. Same with a biokinetist. They are there to provide exercise regimes to help strengthen mm. muscles when you are no longer in pain. Yes. So, yeah, I don't, I don't believe so. And we, I particularly, and I think a lot of chiropractors, we all work with other medical professionals mm. to provide the patient with the best care possible. It's not mm. about me being selfish and trying to do everything. That's, yes. that's not beneficial for the patient. So talk to us about, um, if, 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 if anyone would like to become a chiropractor, what is the route they need to follow? Sure. So chiropractic can be studied at two places in South Africa. Either the uh, Durban University of Technology or the University of Johannesburg. Mm. And it is an internationally accredited course. Mm. It's a six-year Master of Health Science in Chiropractic. Over the six years, there's a theoretic component component, as well as a a practical component. Mm. And in your last two years, there's a dissertation that gets done, a master's dissertation, as well as an internship, which is carried out at the university campus clinic. Um, yeah, and then when you qualify after your six years or when, you, when you've completed the necessary requirements, then you register with those three councils that I specifically mentioned. Why, why chiropractic for you? What, what was the thing that drew you to that? So my journey was a little bit different. I didn't necessarily know at the age of 17 that I wanted to be a chiropractor. I knew I wanted to work with people and be in the healthcare sector. So I actually went and studied a Bachelor of Science majoring in physiology, genetics and psychology first. Mm. And I completed that degree and through that degree, I, I realized that I want to work with people on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Um, it's such a rewarding profession. Mm. Every single day, your patients come and tell you they feel better. Um, you've helped me so much. You've changed my life. I've had mm. people dancing like I couldn't do this before. It's so, <laughs> so rewarding. And I think through that first degree, I learned so much. It was definitely mm. in the right field. I mean, I use a psychology every day. People put their head in their hole and, and tell you everything. Yes. Um, and obviously physiology and genetics, they all have a role to play. But for me, I realized I wanted to be with people. I didn't want to end up sitting behind a desk in an academic environment. And yeah, that's what led me to chiropractic. 
Um, I will come to the many tweets and WhatsApp messages that are coming through on 011-883-702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. But one question that I think many might be thinking, and you've touched on the other medical disciplines that you lean on in your line of work. So Paula asks, what is the difference between a physiotherapist and a chiropractor? And I know you said neuromuscular, skeletal. Yes. What is the rest of it? Disorders. Disorders. (laughs) So maybe break that down for us. Let's break it down. Yes. So generally the type of people are often confused. Should I see my chiropractor? Should I see my physiotherapist? Mm. The main differentiating factor is that a chiropractor uses specific manipulation techniques to restore function in a joint. So whether it is between two vertebrae in your back Mm. or your elbow joint or your temporomandibular joint, that's a jaw, the joint in your jaw, we are looking to see is there decreased function or decreased Mm. movement there and then we're trying to help enhance and get movement back into that joint. Because Mm. when there's decreased movement, all the ligaments and muscles around that joint end up undergoing biomechanical stress. So they tense up or Mm. don't work the way they're supposed to work. Mm. Chiropractic is a holistic approach where we treat the body from the inside and by finding the root cause. So as much as physiotherapists and chiropractors do do similar other techniques, Mm. that's not the only thing we do as a chiropractor. Um, That is the main differentiating factor. And I think the other one is the rehabilitation, which we spoke about. Yes. So when you were saying... um you know, sometimes people don't know who to go to first. What would your advice be? Because in, in my experience, they will refer you to, to one another if you need to go to one or the other. But what should usually be a person's first point of call if they have restricted movement? It is very individualized. I mean, mm. obviously, as a chiropractor, I would say if there's Come restricted movement, <laughs> a chiropractor is the right person to yeah. help you gain uh, movement in an area where there is restrictive movement. You have a lot of people who swear by chiropractic and you have people who swear by physiotherapy. Mm. I think you need to try both and see what works for you. However, if there is dysfunction or decreased mechanical movements in a joint, a chiropractor needs to use manipulation to regain that. But what I do want to say is that a physiotherapist, as much as they're not taught manipulation in their their course, they can do a postgraduate sort of diploma in orthopedic manipulation, which I believe is very similar. I'm just imagining somebody randomly turning on the radio now and hearing you say, you know, I work with manipulation, like she's a chief manipulator. (laughs) But of course, manipulating the body. So then maybe then let's talk about that part of the practice. When you say manipulation, I had always thought of it as adjustments. Yes, same thing. Okay, so what what does that mean for um, anyone who has never seen a video of what you actually do? So when I give the example... Jean-Claude Van Damme. Just imagine in those action movies, he's standing behind the bad guy and then he grabs the neck and he just, <laughs> except the person dies, right? In the case of yourself. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no, we train for six years to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> but but um, uh, the, the, the trendy thing that we're seeing is just click, 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 click. But that's not all that it is. Yes. 
anybody can make a joint click. You can wake up in the morning, stretch and be like, oh, I just clicked my back. Yes. Like, that doesn't make you a chiropractor. <laughs> the, the difference is chiropractic has... It makes has, you a manipulator. <laughs> not that either. <laughs> the difference is a chiropractor has studied six years and yes. there's clinical relevance. We use a diagnostic approach mm. to finding the root cause. So yes. A lot of people often come and say, oh, my dad's away for the weekend. He normally just clicks my back and, you know, everything clicks. There's a difference. Mm. So the joint that is often restricted, somebody who doesn't have training is unable to actually get movement back into that specific joint. Mm. So what happens is the joint above and below that, in this case, I'm specifically talking about in your, in your back, in your yes. spine, the joint above and below that become hypermobile, which means there's increased movement. Mm. So you might sit there and click your neck and then 10 minutes later, you have the inclination to click your neck again. All that is occurring when you are doing that is you're creating increased movement in the joints above and below the joint that actually needs to click or oh. be adjusted, which is why you don't get satisfaction. You keep doing it. Come to the chiropractor. It's very specific. We I feel which you. joint is the problem and we adjust or click or crack that joint. It's not about making the whole back click. And yes. often like when I have a patient, I always say, have you been to a chiropractor before? Okay. It's not like TikTok. It's not like the <laughs> movies. Don't worry. You have nothing to stress about. Yes. I'm going to tell you before I click you. Um, mm. Please just be relaxed. It's, yes. It shouldn't be something to be fearful of. Yes. And I but think social media why. creates that <laughs> because people think it's a party trick. Yes. 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 So like this week specifically, there's a video going around Instagram of some construction workers <laughs> using their drywall lining, trying to and breaking break doors. it. So many people have sent it to me this week. Cool party trick. Cool body trick, but it's not, that is not chiropractic. Okay. Okay. I'm wondering what is it about, you know, cause you spoke about us having, you have a feeling of needing to click or adjust something in your body. I want to use a very extreme example. Uh, earlier in, very early in my career, one of my colleagues were in a stage production. I don't know what happened, but he was on the floor screaming in pain saying my knee popped out. It's never happened to him before, but something in him said my knee popped out. And he popped it back in himself and then was in whatever straps for the next couple of weeks. Yes. Is there a natural part of us that will know how to adjust ourselves in like emergency type of situations? Because I'm like, how did you know your knee popped? He just, he just was in pain and knew he had to yes. adjust. And how do you know you're not going to hurt yourself? Like... But he popped it back in. Yes. So in the chiropractic sense, we refer to a subluxation. That is a chiropractic subluxation, which means a specific joint has had increased or decreased movement and isn't functioning the way it should. In a like Western medicine, if you go into a hospital, a subluxation is a fracture. Yes. A dislocation is something different. That is almost like a complete... I want to say relocation, but dislocation of a joint where it needs yes. to be completely relocated. So it moved away from where it usually lives. It yes, moved completely. Away. And generally that's something like a ball and socket joint yes. or um, a joint where two big bones or three rubbing big my bones knee. are coming together. As you're saying this, oh, no. I'm trying to feel, is it in the right place? place. <laughs> so knees and shoulders, I mean, we can 
create movements in those areas. But if you're on the rugby field and your shoulder pops out, that is that is a dislocation. That is completely different. So you need to go it, to the hospital. But the, why can people pop it back in? Like I think it's dangerous? just like a fight or flight response. Like <gasps> quickly put it back in. Like I had, I literally had a a high school rugby player this week, and he was like, "Yeah, my shoulder popped out, and I just popped it and carried on playing." And I was like. That was not a good idea. <laughs> like you should have been in a sling and immobilized yes, that joint afterwards. Yes. So I think I think that's a completely different situation. That is, yeah, that is then when you go to the hospital. Okay, so that's more emergency. Yes. Of if if something is not where it's meant to be, go to the hospital. Would you add? Um, I think you hit the nail on the head by saying it's fight or flight. 100%. That you just in the moment are like boop. Get it back. Yes. Yeah. Pop it back in. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I wonder because I am a big fan of Thai massages. What is the relationship between some ancient healing practices like Thai and chiropractic? Who stole from who? Because they do, and I know it's not the same because they don't do the same type of feeling around on the vertebra, vertebra as a chiropractor does, but they just know what to do. So I'm going to be honest and say I do not know much about the history of Thai. But what I can say is just like there's a difference between acupuncture and dry needling where acupuncture works on Chinese meridians and dry needling works on a scientific evidence-based approach to decreasing spasm in a muscle or in Mm. a trigger point, chiropractic, since 1902 when the first chiropractors qualified internationally there's been a growing body of research that is done to increase the scientific evidence that backs up chiropractic Mm. chiropractic is science-based and it's evidence-based i can't speak for thai massage i really i personally don't know enough about it Mm. i have been for thai massage my first one last week actually oh congratulations Um, (laughs) and i actually only went because it was gifted to me and i thought you know what it's it's really good for me to see because i do treat a lot of people who say they have been for thai massage and xyz i didn't know that at the end when they say can i stretch you it means (laughs) can i try and do chiropractic Manipulation, yes. um, it's, it's very different. Yeah. Theirs is non-specific. Yes. I think they, their aim is to just get whatever to click, to click. Mm, if mm. you come and see a chiropractor in practice, we are not there to get whatever to click, to click. Yes. You know, we, we do a lengthy consultation, especially that first time, orthopedic testing, neuromuscular testing, history taking to mm. really find the root cause. And then we only treat that cause. We just, mm. we don't just, jump straight in and get to it. It, it, It's medical practice after all. You know, that would be negligence if we just, okay, lie on the table. Let's just see what we can get to click and crack to crack. You know, it's not like that. I got you. I got you. All right. We've got a caller. We've got Leonie from Edenvale. Leonie, hi, go ahead. Hi, good afternoon. I have a son who's 44 years old and he's got ankylizing spondylosis. So he goes to physio every week, but he doesn't seem to get a lot of pain relief from that. Do you think a chiropractor would be able to help him? Now, ankylizing spondylosis apparently is untreatable. There's no medical give you a little pill and you feel better. I'm just wondering if chiropractors would would actually help. 
So, Leonie, so can you just repeat that? Ankylo- ankylosing spondylitis. Ankylosing spondylitis. Can you help us quickly understand what that is? So it's, it's an inflammatory condition that occurs in your spine and it often occurs along with degeneration. Okay. So um, in chiropractic, it's important for us to know that there are structural changes that can occur in a joint functional changes that can occur or inflammatory changes that can occur. So a functional change would be something like, you know, Lebel comes in because she has a sore neck, but she tells me she sits hunched over her computer every single day for hours yes. on end. Structural change could be something like, you know, you've previously broken your leg and when they did the surgery, the one leg ended up being shorter than the other mm. leg. No matter how much I adjust your low back, I am not going to be able to make that leg longer. It's a structural change. Yes. You then have inflammatory changes. So um, in this case, ankylosing spondylitis is an inflammatory condition. It often has a um, like an autoimmune aspect to it. And unfortunately, a chiropractor is not, no medical professional can heal that. And a mm. chiropractor can never claim to heal anything, really. Yes. Um, the techniques used by chiropractors could make a difference for him. It's something he would need to try, Leonie. Yes. Um, you know, you've got nothing to lose. Mm. The cost is similar. Medical aid covers it. So he should just try it out, see if mm. it works for him. Mm. I treat quite a few people who who suffer from ankylosing spondylitis, they come once a quarter, so once every three or four months, and that works for them. Leonie, are you happy to, to okay. give that a, a try with your son? Yeah, I'll suggest it to him, although he said to me in the past that he, he thinks they're going to break him. <laughs> because obviously everything is, everything is now anchored, and then yes. to unanchor it, it's basically breaking it. And he has almost like growth on the side of, let's say, the vertebrae on the back, although it's got it in the yes. shoulders everywhere else as well, where they've actually got to break that for him to be able to become mobile. Mm. Yeah. So that's why it's going to physio basically for muscle relaxing, I think, um, mm. more than anything else. But it doesn't take away that pain of the anchoring of the bone. So I, I think the, fe- the fears are valid, but, but um, even if he just goes for a consult and doesn't go through with it, if the fears are still there, I think it's worth um, giving it a go, as has been recommended um, by the doctor here. Um, and I'm, I'm just thinking about the many ailments that people are suffering. If you aren't sure, get a consult, and the chiropractor will say, look, I would rather recommend you here, or I might need x-rays or whatever the, the case may be, they will share. I can send for x-rays and blood tests yes. and referrals, so definitely. All right, we are going to be heading over to the news. When we come back, we continue with this masterclass. 702. Masterclass. Our masterclass for today, we take your calls 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. We're talking chiropractic. We're with Dr. Samantha Young, chiropractor, and we're going to be taking some of your questions. Um, I seem to have lost uh, a question that came up on my um, uh, Twitter feed, but the person was speaking about the side effects and being in pain. So let's talk about the, the biggest fear I think many people have is being in pain. Does it hurt? Chat to us about what the average experience is for people who don't really have any major issues, maybe minor adjustments here and there, and the more extreme cases. I think um, my tension will always, my stress will always go into the neck and the shoulders. And I have had sessions where 
I've had terrible headaches afterwards, flush with a lot of water, or I'd need to cancel my afternoon ap- appointment and have a lie down. But I, I have never had to describe my session as painful. I give that to the physio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the physio ones are more painful for me. So, Lebo, in general, a lot of people are actually fearful of the noise. I had a girl today and she was like, oh, afterwards. And I was like, was it so? And she was like, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was just a noise. So I think a lot of the people, shock. exactly. Yeah. It's it's like almost like an auditory thing for them. Like yes. they think that, you know, when we adjust your neck, it's loud. Yes. Sometimes it's your bones are right there by your ears. Yes. It's very different to your low back. It's a little bit further away to hear it. Yes. So a lot of people um, are fearful that it will be painful. Mm. Some of my patients say that the next day they're a little bit what they call samsor from a little bit too much massage or yes. um, from the dry needling that I've done. Um, but it's you don't intentionally go there to create pain. Yes. In our Hippocratic Oath, we say, do no harm. Mm. So I would, or and my colleagues, would never do anything to intentionally make somebody sore. People are there because they are sore. Mm. We're there to make them feel better. Yes. So just after... Like after a Thai massage or a regular massage, you might be a little bit sore. I was a little bit sore after my Thai massage last week. That That is sometimes normal. Yes. Um, it is sometimes normal after, especially after your first chiropractic appointment, to have a bit of a headache, um, you know, feel tension in the, the, more tension sometimes in the area. That's where I'll tell you to put a heat pack on, you know, a beanbag, warm it up in the microwave or hot water bottle, put it on the area just to help relieve some of the discomfort you might be feeling. Um, and some people are sleepy afterwards, you know. Some yes. of my patients are like, yo, Sam, I just went home and slept. Yes. Like, sure, I don't know what you did to me. Were there, were there drugs in those needles? No, <laughs> there are no drugs in the needles that I used in the dry needling technique. Um, and a lot of moms, after treating their, their babies, will be like, my baby slept so oh. well. After that treatment, what did you do? Can you come to my house every day? Yes. I want you there. Um, chiropractic is nothing to be fearful of. Yes. It, it shouldn't be a painful experience. We are, if it is painful, it's generally because there is so little movement in that joint that maybe a little bit more force is needed to get movements into the joint. It's, it's not about brute force though. I'm actually just thinking you touched on the part of the baby. Um, I was fortunate during parenting class that, you know, it was recommended, especially because I knew I was going to be having a C-section that take baby to a chiropractor. And I was shocked. I was like, what? Their bones are barely bones. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I was like, what do you mean you're going to break my baby? And at around possibly six, seven weeks is when he went. He was born via C-section. It was emergency. It was tough. So already I had understood maybe some adjustment might be needed. Can you educate us a little bit on are there chiropractors that specialize with babies? Um, um, which babies should be brought in, if any? And do they experience pain or are their bones so soft that it's like yeah so first things first a chiropractor is a specialist medical practitioner mm. so we are specialized as chiropractors there are no further degrees you can do to become a sports chiropractor or a pediatric yes. chiropractor however you can have a special interest in a particular area special interest in sports special interest in chiro- uh, in um pediatrics special interest in geriatrics in terms of pediatric chiropractic, 
Um, it is so gentle. Mm. Lebo, if you take your index finger yes. and push on your eyeball right yes. now, the amount of pressure you are prepared to push on your own eyeball is the amount of pressure we use to adjust a baby. Wow. It is not... Um, <laughs> the way it is in adults where you are clicking or cracking. Yes. It's, it's, you, there's no noise. It's completely different. And the reason you would want to bring a baby to a chiropractor is if you are struggling to feed on one side or if your mm. baby is turning their head to the one side, if they are bottle fed or if they are fussy baby, if they are colicky baby, if they are struggling with gastrointestinal issues, mm. developmental issues, a chiropractor can do a full history, looks very different and sounds very different to an adult history. We'll ask you questions like, how many weeks were they born? How was your pregnancy? Yes. What was the APGAR? Are they breastfed, bottle fed? What formula? Very different. What does their poo look like? Literally, those yes. are the questions that we ask. And what's interesting about treating babies, and I love it, is that the baby actually tells you where the pain is. Mm. I mean, we can feel where the pain is. Mm. That's what we're trained to do. Feel where the dysfunction is. But a baby will get niggly. Mm. So there's this one technique we look, uh, we do to see which side of the neck, you know, they're struggling with where we'll put a glove on, put our finger in the baby's mouth. Baby will start sucking. It's a natural reflex for a baby to pull your hand to the right. They carry on sucking, turn their head to the right, go towards the left. And then suddenly baby stops sucking oh. and doesn't turn their head to the left. Like the baby literally gives you all the answers. Then you yes. know there's a little bit of dysfunction on the left, little bit of vibration, small amounts mm. of pressure in the area. Suddenly test again, they can do it. Oh. So, you know, it's also about parent education, mm. especially first time parents, um, teaching them things like tummy time, how mm. long their baby should be on their tummy, mm. um, lying on the mom's chest, for example, counts as tummy time, that you should roll your baby out of tummy time to get them used to the you know, the rolling movement as that's mm. the next developmental stage rather than picking them up, up out of tummy time. So there's, there's a lot of education. I try to only give three pieces of advice because moms often or, or dads or whoever the primary caregiver is mm. comes in very flustered. You know, they, they don't, their baby's not talking. Yes. It's not telling them what's wrong. Mm. They're just crying all night or mm. they, um, yeah, they're not wetting their diaper. Help. It yes. doesn't help for me to just give them this long list of information. Yes. So I, I try to have like three golden nuggets. Yes. And obviously like that, that differs for every single baby. And I just, I think the second time we took baby was he, he was a one knee crawler. And I was like, please check there's nothing wrong. It's like, no, that's just his vibe. He's a one, so no issues. And, and the, it, it, it's, you can keep going back if you suspect. And I would say parents trust your intuition if you feel like something might be wrong rather go for a consult and there be nothing wrong and you've uh, rather kept it safe rather than sorry. Gugu, I see you from Zona. We're going to take your calls and your questions in a moment. Masterclass. 10 minutes to 3 o'clock and on this masterclass we're talking chiropractic. We're taking your calls for chiropractic in studio with us, Dr. Samantha Young, 011-3030702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Gugu from Zola, go ahead. Hey, hello, hi. Hello. Yes, yes, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, what I'm saying is that uh, my brother had a fall. I think it's over four months or five. And he went to the hospital and he had, in fact, he had had his ankle. Mm. So they put a plaster and do all sorts of things. But the pain keeps on coming mm. and the shape is no longer the same. And he, at some point it gets swollen from nowhere. So 
So I just want to know if has she has he healed completely, or perhaps there's something that they did not see, or perhaps he needs to approach uh, the 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 cario that uh, the cario. Can, yes. can I just or, ask? Or perhaps is it a, okay? Were the X-rays done? They were, but it doesn't look like there was something that was visible. Okay. Okay. Yes. Doctor. I'm so sorry to hear about uh, your brother's fall. It's it's quite difficult for me to give medical advice, um, you know, like this over over radio. Um, And we 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 never encourage diagnosis over the phone, so we can give general um, um, advice. Um, um, on that, that if somebody has any injury or traumatic event and the pain is recurring, what what would you recommend they do in situations like that? So the first place to start is to go back to the first the first person you saw when you initially consulted with them. Give them a chance to look at it again, check out what they did, comment on what they they see and on on the treatment that they provided because. They they might have done something that you don't quite understand what you did, or perhaps you didn't understand the recovery time um, from the procedure that was performed or the plaster paris that was put on. So that's definitely where I would start. Give the give the first consulting doctor a chance. Um, if if you're unable to do that, if it was for example a government facility and they were changing doctors, you could go to any medical practitioner and. Um, you know, we after taking a history, we look at the appearance, we feel the area, we do some testing to see what what has been affected from the injury. But in general, for something like this, you know, I would probably, if if you were to see me, let's say, mm. I would probably need to refer refer you for X-rays again, just so I can see what's happening, make a comparison. You know, I can request the first x-ray that was done with your consent, make a comparison to the first x-ray, see if it, if it was previously fractured, has it mm. healed. If it's something like, um, ligaments or tendons that have not correctly healed from my testing, I'll be able to say, Oh, it's this muscle or, mm. Oh, this ligament's been affected. And I mean, I can, I can definitely help with that, but this sounds very much to me like you would need physical rehabilitation, which would then be like the place of a physiotherapist. And then I would refer you to, to another healthcare practitioner who can help you specifically if, if I'm unable to. Mm. Um, some WhatsApp messages coming through. Thank you so much, Google, for that call and that question. I hope your brother is assisted. Uh, one WhatsApp message says, Cairo changed my life. Well done for so wonderfully explaining this amazing profession from a fellow holistic healer, a homeopathic practitioner. Another one, and this one is quite interesting. I have a one year, I have a, um, hi, I have a son who was burnt with water. At the age of two, and he underwent many surgeries, but his right ankle, uh, they're saying right hand ankle, I'm not sure, I think we're referring to the ankle, is not able to stretch. Now he's 14 years old. What do you, what does your guest suggest as a way forward in managing the ankle? Thank you. And I know this might spill into post burn. Um, um, what are your thoughts there? Yes. So a chiropractor, they're two, things that we definitely don't treat. Mm. One is fractured or broken bones, mm. and the other one is open wounds. Mm. So don't come to us if you have either of those, yes. and we'll be referring you out. But in this case, it sounds like there was 
the the rehab that should have been completed either due to resources or misguided information mm. afterwards wasn't done it's not impossible um to get it right you know you start by going to a chiropractor getting an assessment checking mm. it out and again if it's not for me to fix or for mm. one of my colleagues to fix you'll be either referred to a physiotherapist if there's still associated pain but if there's no pain associated a bicanetist would be the ideal person or an occupational therapist mm. to help regain movement in that area. And this is different to the movements I was talking about in your, in your joints. Yes. This is now getting the muscles to fire because of the injury the, mm. the, that occurred previously. If it's coming from a chiropractic origin, 100%, mm. we can get those muscles to fire by doing muscle testing. But unfortunately, in this case, it does sound... Like it's specifically related to that trauma. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, afternoon, Lebrile. Could you please ask the doc if chiropractic can help with management and treatment of post meningitis neuropathy? Thank you so much. This is Lucky the Black Angel, is what they call themselves. <laughs> so, specific, if this person is having headaches, I mean, I, I can't talk to them to find out, but chiropractic's or chiropractors can help with headaches and again you know we know the cause of his headache it was mm. obviously from his meningitis um i don't quite know enough about his case to give yes, advice or yes. comment on this um but people with headaches can come to a chiropractor people with jaw pain can come to a chiropractor if you have headaches you know there are so many different causes it could be refer referral pain from a muscle in the region it could be because you sleep on your tummy every day mm. and your neck is turned the whole night and you wake up with a sore neck that's referring often with headaches we ask people to keep a headache diary so mm. see if there are any specific triggers is it hormonal um it could be because you don't drink water for everybody mm. it's very different so yeah i'm sorry i can't really give specific advice yes. on this on this scenario mm. um but chiropractors are there for any form of pain last question from my side yes what is the best sleeping position I know you're not the back doctor, but you're the only back doctor in the room right now. <laughs> the only back specialist in the room right now. What is the best sleeping position? And uh, my physio and I and Cairo fight about this all the time. I know the answer, and I'm not, still not doing it. So, again, it can be specific to the person. It's what works for you. It's yes. about getting sleep. Mm. <sighs> not the stomach, not That's on your my tummy, and That's I know my, it's so comfortable, it's so and it's like you know you try on your side and you try on your back and you're like my tummy. I, I'll start on the side and then I'll wake up on my tummy. But I, I yeah. think the trick that helped me was putting a pillow, pillow. between my yes. my my legs. So and my then <laughs> exactly. So my advice to everybody is. Sleep on your left-hand side. Your organs all fall better on your left. That's why when you're pregnant, and we treat peg pregnant women too, when you are pregnant, they advise you, you advise to sleep on your left. Organs fall better, a little bit more space. You know, you don't have a liver on your left-hand side, yes. so it frees up some space. Pillow between the legs. Cuddle a pillow if you need to, just to, you know, prohibit you from turning onto your tummy. And then an important thing is the thickness of your pillow should be the difference between the top of your shoulder and the bottom of your ear. So for everyone, that's a bit different. If you're sleeping on two pillows, if they're two flat pillows, maybe it'll come to that thickness. But 
if it's thicker than that or less than that, it's probably not the right pillow for you. And the right pillow for you is the pillow that works for you. I got you. And gets you a good night's sleep. But try an orthopedic pillow. They're a bit hard at the start, but they'll change your life. If you want to see Dr. Samantha Young herself, you can go to yourchiro.co.za. They're based at the Bryanston Chiropractic and Sports Injury Center Clinic. One Correct. of those. <laughs> or if you want to find um, in a different area, go to chiropractic.co.za. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me, Lebo. I enjoyed my time here. Thank you so much.